a what if situation could be you sitting somewhere, uh, you know, in public and you see over there some guy and you're like, you know, what if that guy was to come over here real quick and, you know, pull a knife out? What if this guy was following me to my car to attack me? And then you at least are training some preparation of what you would do. Hello, welcome to the Martial Arts Lifestyle Podcast. My name is James Cox. We're in episode number 92. Today I want to talk to you, it's just a short solo episode, a little bit more on self-protection tips, pointers, and it really starts with prevention from the beginning. You know, don't be that one where you think it can never happen to you. I think we do that in lots of situations, you know, because you, you'll read about it, you'll watch it, you'll see the post, you'll see the news, and it's like, maybe you don't intentionally think, well, that would never happen to me. You just don't think it, it would, right? And then when and if something does, because it can happen to anyone at any given time, then um, it's too late, right? So preparation and prevention, prior training, having a plan, what are the tips and pointers? What are the do's and the don'ts? These are some important things that could very well possibly save your life. Um, so violent crimes, you know, assault, robbery, kidnapping, sex trafficking, uh, road rage, uh, you name it, man, uh, shootings, mass shootings, uh, home invasions, rape, uh, everything is, is on the rise. You know, the world is not getting any safer, unfortunately, and even a small community, people will kind of think that. I mean, I'm in Texas, so we know, we know Houston and Dallas, you know, is, um, a high risk. The crime rate is up. There's a lot more people, a lot more things happening. But that doesn't mean you can't live in some little small town of a thousand people and be attacked, right? So things happen at any given time. What kind of attacks are there? So I really kind of keep it simple and think like there's pretty much two things that would happen to us in the normal world. One is an escalated attack. This could be an argument that gets heated, that becomes a touch, that becomes a fight, right? Heck, maybe it's your Maybe it's your brother-in-law at the family barbecue that had too many Bud Lights. Maybe it's somebody that bumps into you at the bar or the restaurant or somebody that looks at your significant other inappropriately or someone that says something. So these are kind of escalated where you have a little bit of time because you're getting that sense that something's about to go down, you know, the right threat was made, the right, uh, the fist, the fist was clenched. Somebody put their hands on you already, which is assault. So these are escalated type situations. You have a little more chance of preparing because you see them coming. You're in that moment. But what about the surprise attacks out of nowhere? You know, at home and you're asleep in your bed. Um, you're at the ATM machine. You know, you're walking. You're, you know, at the gym, wherever. You know, any anywhere where it's just an immediate surprise, and you don't have a plan because you were caught off guard, right? So there was already a lack of situational awareness. But who had a plan in these surprise attacks? Well, the attacker had a plan, you know, they had a goal, uh, it's an evil goal, whatever it is that they were after, control, money, you, whoever, whatever, and uh, they had a plan, you know, they've probably done it before, it was mapped out, it was strategic, so now you, with a surprise attack, being the defender or victim, hopefully not, are already a step behind. It's like what we say in martial arts that action is faster than reaction. It's definitely quicker and easier for you to punch someone than it is to block someone's punch. We have to train to build that stimuli and blah, 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 but you know, you're a step behind. So I wanna to talk to you a little bit about these kind of attacks and then some things that we can do. You know, tips and pointers. So how about we already assume in a bad situation 
that there could be multiple attackers. And we already assume that there's weapons. And maybe already assume that this person is uh, sick, evil. Um, you know, they're bigger, they're stronger, they have bad intention. And then that way you're training to the extreme. You know, when you're training in martial arts or in that situation, you're going you're gonna to maybe exaggerate your training, do more than what's necessary in a situation to make sure that you survive. What's the wrong technique or the right technique? The wrong thing or the right thing? Well, if it works, it was right. If you made it home safely at the end of the day, you did the right thing. Now you'll probably play what if this or could have done that or should have done this. Yeah, of course, just like in competition, you'll win a fight and you'll go back and critique or watch the video and see, I should have thrown this, I should have done that, I shouldn't have done that. But hey, if you won, you won, you know? And if you make it home safely from an altercation, an argument, then you won. You live to fight another day if need be, right? Um, so in these surprise attacks, it's really no longer a fight, like something escalating. It's uh, survival, and we got to do what we have to to survive. Let me give you some takeaways. Okay, so a couple that, that I just uh, came to mind. Number one is I feel we should all play some what-if scenarios. Make it a game. You don't have to be obsessed with it. I don't want you paranoid everywhere you go with everything that you do. But imagine your daily uh, routine. If you go to Starbucks in the morning for coffee, I don't know. If you're at the restaurant that evening, if you're in the mall, if you're alone in your house, you know, you're picking your kids up from school, you're at work. But as you're in situations and places, look around. Be aware of your surroundings and just play some what-if situations. A what-if situation could be you sitting somewhere, uh, you know, in public, and you see over there some guy, and you're like, now, what if that guy was to come over here real quick and, you know, pull a knife out? What if this guy was following me to my car to attack me? And then you at least are training some preparation of what you would do, okay? What if a, a mass shooting took place right now and someone came in here? Do you know exits? Do you know how to conceal um, what is around you that could be used as a weapon and how can you get away safely? When you play these what-if scenarios, some things you should try to practice doing is to observe. So open your eyes and pay attention. Which side note may need to be that we're off our phone a little bit more than we are? And um, uh, think about documenting. You know, if it's looking at someone and noticing that they had a tattoo on their right, you know, uh, wrist and it looked kind of like a dragon or that, do you know how tall they are? What's the difference if you're five, seven, what does someone look like when they're six, two or five, four? Do you know how much you weigh? Do you know how much someone else might weigh? Um, right. And profiling might not be the best term, but looking at people in places that just don't fit in, you know, if it's summer and you see someone over there with an extra large hoodie and a, a jacket or a coat they would wear in the winter, I think it's okay to profile, you know, why are they dressed like that? That's not normal. And is it a disguise or are they hiding something? And, um, you know, so I think if you can play some what if scenarios where you go, your mind just opens a little bit more for self-protection. You know, this could happen. So you visualize, you pretend, make it a game, you know, maybe uh, involve some of your family or friends. And, you know, you don't want to stare at people too much and freak them out. But that's a good number one thing to try to do. Number two is always trust your instincts, your intuition, if you will, your spidey sense, right? So, so many times we kind of know something's uncomfortable, 
you get that uncomfortable feeling, that energy, something in there is just not right. Maybe you heard a sound, but you don't want to go check on it. Maybe you should have, right? Um, some noises, some situation, you just can feel and sense on, on the deeper inside that something bad could happen and you feel like it's about to. So what if you just left, right? You just left and nothing happened. Well, you're safe still. What'd you really miss out on? Or what if you left that situation where you were feeling uncomfortable and something bad really, really happened? Then thank God you left, right? So there's a lot into trusting the gut, going with that, and uh, again, protecting yourself there. That would be a second thing I would say. And then uh, number three, as the situation maybe escalates or move on, is always be ready to create some distance to communicate, and I'll use the word again, to exit. Observe, document, exit. Um, it's okay to get away, right? You know, a lot of fights will happen and attacks will happen very, very fast, these surprise ones, and they'll happen in close quarters. Unless somebody is projecting a weapon, they're shooting you from a distance, then they're going to get in close because they want to grab you or punch you or something like that, whatever, right? We have some rules in self-defense, and one is not to be ever move to a secondary location. The statistics show that your chances of survival went way down. So when and where a situation starts, it needs to end and you need to get away. But to be moved, to be taken, to be put in a vehicle is uh, a very bad thing. So we can keep enough distance so hands are not on us because things can happen fast and in close quarters. You know, we used to, I used to teach uh, uh, seminars and I think it was called the five D's of self-defense. And we talked about one was discipline. This can go a lot into, are you physically fit? Are you eating correctly? Uh, did you use some discipline in where you were, who you were with, you know? Did you use some discipline to maybe do some self-protection martial arts training? So discipline is key. It takes discipline or self-discipline sometimes just to get out of the situation um, there. The second one was distance, you know? So unless, again, someone is throwing something or projecting a weapon, if you're far enough, how are they really going to hurt you? So just try to strategically using some footwork, some strategy, back off and get away. And then third is direction. So always want to try to move offline, you know, rage face to face, hips in front of hips. You don't really have an advantage where someone has more, more power than you. So a little bit of sidestepping to the right angle, to the left angle, cutting corners. Uh, this is getting offline and moving in a direction. Discipline, distance, direction. And then number four would be a decision. I mean, if it's fight or flight, hit or get hit, you got to make a decision. And, you know, you would rather be first than second, right? So if you have to hit them first, then you hit. You think of where you would hit, the eyes, the throat, the groin. You know, how are you going to hurt some big, strong dude by punching him in his chest or his, his abs, right? So we, we learn techniques that are strong. If it's your finger strike, your palm, your elbow, your knee, I wouldn't recommend a lot of kicking unless you're well-trained. In a self-defense street situation, you slip and fall. They're probably too close. Um, maybe there's more people. But, um, yeah, yeah, depending on what you know. But uh, making the decision of what you're going to do before it's done to you, right? And it might be to strike, you know, what's the Cobra Kai? Strike hard, strike fast, something like that, right? But to get in there and get out. Remember, eyes, throat, groin. Remember the strongest parts of your body. And we do a lot of situational if someone, back to what if, but what if someone grabs your hair or your throat, have you in a bear hug, have you pinned, pull out a weapon. And then the last part of that, uh, the five Ds, is to damage. I mean, what you, need to, what you do needs to have bad intention, you know. 
unfortunately, I mean, you need to do more of what they're doing. And uh, you got to hurt them. You got to distract them. You got to put their thoughts on pain and give you some opportunity to get away and throw things in combinations. You know, one punch is not enough, right? So to kind of uh, neutralize and to do more than what they're doing, you throw in combinations and then you work on getting out of there. We use a lot of acronyms. I love the word MAD, M-A-D, because I always give a life lesson on anger is your enemy, control your emotions, breath work is so important. Because in real life situations, we don't have the same, because of adrenal stress, we don't have the same type motor skills. Uh, you know, some people will get shaky voices, will will you know be shaking, nervous, or so where's their balance and strength and their thought process there. Um, that's why you got to train in martial arts so you can work on overcoming those through stress drills. But I like the word mad, uh, not that it's anything to do with anger, because again, we got to control our thoughts and feelings and be a little more in that moment with clear breath and, and vision of what's going on. But it just stands for move, attack, defend. So I like for my students to memorize. I say mad, they say move, attack, defend. And isn't that what you're doing in every martial art type situation? You know, you're trying to move, right? So what is proper footwork to get in and get out and get at angles? You're trying to attack. Where are you attacking and what are you hitting with? And you're defending. If you're defending uh, a grab, if you're defending by blocking, you know, but we got to have hands up, elbows in, become smaller targets, maximize our balance, always be ready to move, attack, and defend. Um, other than that, guys, maybe some quick tips and pointers that we already know. I will just remind you. I see it all the time. And I'm guilty of it myself at times because I spend a lot of time on my phone, business, you know. But have you ever seen someone walk down the sidewalk and they'll run into something or someone because they're in the middle of texting, boom, and don't even pay attention to what's going on? Don't you think attack, that is an ideal person for an attacker? They're vulnerable, they're weak, they're caught off guard. So instead, let's put our head up, our chest out, and let's maybe save that text until later if you're in a situation or a place where something has a chance of going wrong. And that could be anywhere at any time, by the way. Uh, headphones, you know, man, we're all listening to music and podcasts. You're listening to my podcast all the time, right? So uh, you might have headphones. You know, one thing I do, even when I'm at the gym, and the gym is usually a safe place, but not always. You've seen the videos of attacks happening in a gym. Um, as instead of two, you know, earbuds, I'll just put one, right? So at least I can hear out of one ear and I can still hear what's going on in the real world and what I'm trying to tune into. Driving. What about driving, guys? Here's some common sense tips real, qu real quick. It's, uh, we're approaching the holiday season, so we'll do some special talks, communication, and classes on, on prevention because more things are happening when more people are out spending money, uh, times and days. So when we are prepared, we always have our keys in our hand. You might always want to have your keys in your hand as you're going to your car, as you're going to your business or your house to open or lock a door. And you could use the key as a weapon. I'm sure you've seen how people will do that, putting that big key between uh, their knuckles like a, like it, as if it's a knife when they throw a punch. But it's just going to help you more quickly open your doors, right? So when you have to stop, you give time for someone to attack. But if we can continue what we're doing, it's basically just quickly get to your car and get inside. Quickly get to your house and get inside. As soon as you're inside, just lock the doors. Now, maybe right before that, you took a little peek inside to make sure you didn't have any other guests inside of your car, right? Uh, or something got moved or looked different. Those are instincts you should trust and just get away. Um, always locking the doors, always paying attention to what's going on, having those keys ready, you know, being aware of surroundings and, and not being so distracted. 
you know, that ability to, to concentrate, to focus what's important, to, to, to block out these distractions. It also needs to be where you're aware of your surroundings. We talked about mind like still water, mind like the moon, to be able to focus on what's going on. You know, just some tips and pointers, guys, to help us stay safe. What I recommend as well is you check out our other videos. We have some training tips. And if you're not in a good martial arts program, then what are you waiting for? You know, it's not going to happen to you. Well, it could at any given time. So it starts with prevention. So train, train the mind, the body, the spirit, and be prepared just in case. All right. Thanks. Y'all have a good day. Uh, be sure to check out the other podcast as well as the YouTube channel, James Cox Martial Arts.